Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing. You know this, and being positive can turn the world against you. This is so true. Hello, everybody. Happy August. I know. I know. I said I would record podcasts like every week because I was on vacation, but you know what I ended up doing? really lazy. <laughs> I got really, really lazy and I've just been enjoying sleeping in and not stressing out about anything in particular, work or um, podcasting. Obviously, I'm on my Instagram, but I have not been doing my podcast at all. And also, I haven't been doing it because I know I have to look a little camera ready, ready now because I'm, you know, filming myself on YouTube. And I only wash my hair like once a week. I think this was done on Friday. So today is Monday. So this is only like day three. It looks okay still. But if it gets closer to like, you know, where it's getting to the one week point, it starts to look pretty bad. And I'm just not into like, ugh, it's just so much work to like do my hair to prepare for the podcast and everything. So I've been just kind of just ready enough to go through my days, but not necessarily to podcast. And I don't know. Somebody inspired me tonight. She wrote to me and said, I'm dying, waiting for an update on a new podcast. When are you going to put one out? And I'll tell you, that is always motivating. I've had several of those recently. And so I'm, I mean, I knew I had stuff to talk about, but I don't know. Something just stops me sometimes. And I just get, I don't know. I have this little thing in my head that tells me that no one really cares. And so then I just stop doing it kind of. So even though I knew I had the time. So I'm sorry. Um, it's been, it has been busy though. Um, my friend Ingrid came, she's on her own Instagram. And, um, if you follow her Ingrid, Ingrid Riegler, you know who she is. Um, she went to boys to men with me. Um, I think it was a week ago, Friday. So we went to that. It's the first time we've met in person. We became friends through Instagram and we, um, it was the first time we'd met. I think we've kind of known each other for like a year and a half. And so she stayed at my house for a few days and we just had a really good time. So that was, it was really fun. Boys to Men was great. Um, those guys can sing. Oh my gosh. They're amazing. There's only three of them now. The guy with the really deep voice, is that the baritone? Um, he's not with the group anymore for whatever reason, but they're one of the guys, I think it's, there's Wanye, I think that's how you say his name, Nathan. Nathan has a super deep voice. Um, and, oh, what is the other guy's name? It'll come to me. It uh, doesn't really matter, but he's, he's great. They're all great. They're really, really well-spoken dudes and they're entertaining. Um, they have like, I always wonder, are they just talking off the cuff? Because they've said this thing so many times. But did they have it all written out ahead of time when they're telling like a story? Um, because it's so well done. It doesn't sound like it's, you know, anything that they're, that they've memorized, but it probably is. I don't know. I just wonder how many times they've told these stories, but they always come across um, really well, well said, like the points come across at the right time. They're funny when they need to be funny and they never seem to mess up. So they must have, they've either told these things a million times or they really got a lot of practice in prior to the concerts, but they were great. They did, you know, they only, they're limited with their music kind of, they have had only so many hits. So they do some other like, um, popular songs from the past. They did, um, open arms by journey. They did Eric Clapton's, um, will you say my, um, if I saw you in heaven, that the, uh, the guy, oh, I just, I can't think of his name. I want to say Strickland Copeland. That's not it. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. He's really cute too. Uh, anyways, he learned how to play the guitar because they felt like they needed to up their ante, um, as far as being, um, musical talent. They wanted to do more than just, um, you know, sing. So, uh, the one guy who I'm completely at a loss for his name and I can't, I can't look it up cause everything's just plugged in here and I don't want to touch anything. But, um, anyways, he learned how to play the, play the guitar and, um, Wanye went through the whole story of how that came about and how it started out really bad because he learned how to play from watching YouTube. <laughs> but he now can play an Eric Clapton song um, beautifully. So it was really, it was really good. Um, 
and they, you know, when they got to the Mariah Carey song, um, and I know you in heaven, that song, when it came to the Mariah Carey part, since she's obviously not there, they asked the women in the audience to sing that part. And I gotta say, everybody sounded pretty nice. It was at the mountain winery in Saratoga. So it's like up on a hill. It's gorgeous up there. Beautiful, overlooking all of, seems like all of the South Bay. And uh, I'd never been up there before, but it was a really fun place to um, have my first evening hanging out with Ingrid. So Ingrid, if you're listening, um, that was a blast. Thank you for joining me for Boys to Men. I loved it. Um, let's see. I um, um, saw Barbie. I wanted to mention that. Um, I ended up having a Barbie outfit that I put together pretty quick. I forgot I have these like cigarette pants that are like, you know, they're, they're tight all the way down. Um, low-waisted and they're hot pink. I've had them forever and I wore them with, I have black patent leather heels that platforms I can show you guys. I wore these if you're watching on YouTube. I have these. I, I got a blister. I still have it like I, the, I have the scab on my big toe uh, right now from this strap um, just from wearing these for a very short amount of time rub the skin right off the top of my big toe not very forgiving shoes, or it's just that I'm really tall and don't do well in high heels. But anyways, I wore those pants with the black patent leather heels and a hot pink, uh, t-shirt that I'd had from like an after school program, this tucked it in with a black belt, pink shirt. See, it's just, it was just a pink t-shirt and then posed in front of the Barbie, um, set up at the movie theaters. So that, that was fun. I, I've honestly, um, I didn't really care for the movie. I, I, Joey had seen Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day they saw them back to back, her and her friends. And I told her, oh my God, I want to see Oppenheimer because I heard it's like one of the most important movies to see of like this, you know, this century or whatever. And she said, well, no, actually Barbie is the most important movie to see of this century. She loved Barbie. She d hated Oppenheimer. Um, she said it's just too much talking, but, um, so I, I'm not probably going to even see Oppenheimer. Am I even saying that right? Is it Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer. Um, anyways, Barbie, uh, I had too much hype before I saw it. So I wasn't like, and I was a little underwhelmed to tell you the truth. I didn't realize it was kind of a musical. Um, the girl, what is her name? Why do I do this? I do, I should write names down. I just never think in the moment of when I make my notes up that I'm going to, uh, Margo, Robbie, 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 Margo, Robbie. Um, it, she's, she's perfection. I mean, the girl's so beautiful. It's unreal, but I've heard like Joey's like, she's had a bunch of plastic surgery done. So, um, I guess she has veneers now and she's had some, her face cheekbones kind of put in or something. Anyway, she's a vision and she's nice to look at because she's just so beautiful. I mean, she is perfect. She is like looking at a Barbie, a real life Barbie. Plus they made all of like the Barbie dream house and all that in human size. So that to me is really pleasing to the eye to see all of the things that they made into, uh, you know, from Barbie playland or whatever, like pretend Barbie into real life Barbie and real size, like uh, human size. Like that was fun to see a lot of, a lot of it is like aesthetically pleasing, but the message about like just feminism and women against the patriarchy is such a yawn fest to me. I don't know. It just didn't do anything. I'm like, yeah, this is like the same. We've been talking about this forever. Like, I don't know. It's just boring to me at this point. Um, uh, I didn't, I don't think I really even laughed and I did fall asleep for like just a little bit. I didn't want the kids to see me. If I close my eyes at all, they'll literally make a scene and, oh my God, what are, you, are you sleeping? But it's in the theater that we go to, which a lot of people have this, you know, luxury now is we have these leather seats that lean back. You're in a lazy boy. I mean, you're in the dark. And if you've just eaten, like really, it's like torture trying to stay awake, especially when you're almost 53. But um, yeah, I got started getting really sleepy, um, about, I don't know, an hour into it. And I just, I just closed my eyes just a little bit. Um, they, I didn't get caught, but what I do get caught on is if I look at my phone, even for a split second, my kids make more noise about me looking at my phone. I have the light all the way down on it. They make more noise about me looking at it for, I don't know, maybe throughout the whole movie cumulative, I maybe looked at my phone for four to five minutes cumulative and they every time I like, and I'm really secretive about it because I know how they are. They freak out, even though I paid for the movie. Um, but anyways, they can't stand when I look at my phone. So, um, 
yeah, I looked at my phone too, <laughs> but I just still, I didn't really like the movie that much. Um, yeah, it was, it was okay. I will, I will not see it again. Um, Flowers in the Attic, I finally finished it and I ended up watching the second one by accident. I thought I was watching Flowers in the Attic and I ended up watching, uh, what's the second one? Flowers in the Attic pedals in the wind. I ended up watching pedals in the wind by accident, but it didn't really matter because I wasn't going to read the second book anyways. And I, I don't know, I kind of didn't really want to rewatch the book on, on film and the, everything was, I don't know. It was done. The acting wasn't great. The filming of it wasn't great. It was kind of done in like lifetime TV form. It wasn't like major motion picture. So I didn't really like pedals in the wind so much it's it was all about a lot of incest <laughs> like if you know the story and I'm not blowing anything this book's been out since like since like 1976 the brother brother and the sister bone in the attic because they finally their hormones get the best of them and they can't take it anymore and then into pedals in the wind they're like still boning like they're on the regular and then the younger sister gets jealous and she wants to bone her brother it's like jesus christ and then the mother makes a pass at her son at one point i'm like this is all about incest it's just it's a lot so anyways i just wanted people to know that i finally finished the damn book and um yeah and it was yeah it again i if i hear too much about a book or a movie, of course, with, as with anybody, you get kind of like, you expect more out of it. And I, I guess I wish I hadn't, somebody hadn't said on TikTok that this book is like a constant jaw dropper because I was expecting more from it. It was good. I mean, from the night, from it being written in 1976 or whatever it was, 78, <clears throat> it was pretty racy, I suppose. Um, okay. I went back to the gym. I, I don't know. I woke up July 19th, it was a beautiful sunny morning here in Watsonville, California, and something in my brain remembered all the reasons I used to go to the gym, like what it was that got me to go in there every day, what I enjoyed about it, you know, just my routine and walking in with my coffee and just having all of my stuff in my bag and going in. I had like a routine that I would start in the yoga room and I would do certain specific exercises and then I'd work my way out into the weight room. Anyways, I don't know, something just it all came back to me. It flooded back to me that morning and I went to the gym and I said, I need to sign up again. And so I signed up for two years instead of one year. And, um, and I did my routine and I've gone, um, I think it's been tomorrow will be three weeks and I've only missed three days in three weeks. And I feel, <clears throat> I feel really good. I feel like I'm already making a difference on my body and that, you know, that isn't even the goal. Look, can you see my, my muscle here on YouTube? I got, I got a little muscle. Um, that isn't even the goal because it really it's for your mental health. If you go there thinking you're only going there to make physical changes, you might get frustrated and give up. But if you go there because you know it makes you feel good mentally and you're, you know that you've done something good for yourself, then that will be more beneficial for you and it'll be more motivating than hoping to see something different in the mirror every time you go because there's a a girl that I know there um her name's Maria and I've worked with her through summer school and she's always there I see her there all the time and I ran into her and she's always really sweaty she's always working out really hard and I told her that I had come back and you know how I was feeling about you know missing being there and that I'd signed up for two years and she said oh I have to go every single day because if I don't when I'm around my house and you know I think she might have some a couple kids and a husband she said it's for my mental health she was I have to come here and do my routine do all my things she was I sweat like crazy she's like but I have to come and do my things and then I feel so much better and she said sometimes she actually comes twice a day she'll do her morning and then she'll have stuff that she didn't finish in the morning and she'll come back and do it in the evening and do another workout in the evening, which I was like, wow. So just even her conversation, the conversation I had with her motivated me. And that is sticking in my head what she told me as another reason to go. Like, it's just little things like that, that stay with you and, and make you want to keep going. It's, it's interesting to see how that really does work in your favor when you have these positive conversations with people about why do they go, you know, and, and then it helps you 
get your ass in your car and drive over there. But none of it to me is a negative thing. It's all positive. Like I look forward to getting into my car. I look forward to pulling into that driveway. I look forward to walking through those front doors. I look forward to putting my little scanner up to the, or my card up to the scanner and hearing it go beep. All of it. I, and I usually bring a coffee in there with me. Um, I look forward to drinking my coffee. I don't take that first sip until, until I do my first like set of um, lunges, you know, like I have this whole little thing that I go through. And um, of course there's people to look at. You never know who's going to be there. So there's always that. Um, I don't think that I would ever try to meet anybody at the gym. I wouldn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable about their gym that they pay to go to. So I don't think it's a good place to meet people because once that happens and something doesn't go right, um, then you've ruined it for them and you've ruined it for yourself. So I, I, I just, yeah, I don't think that that's ever going to happen as far as me meeting somebody at the gym. But I, it is fun to look at people. I mean, that's for sure. And it's super motivating to feel that maybe people are watching you. I mean, there's, I mean, of course we all have egos and there's something about that in itself. I mean, I for sure think about what I'm unaware and wonder if I'm getting looked at, even though maybe nobody's looking at me because I'm an almost 53 year old white lady in a very Hispanic town with younger men. But you know, you never know. Maybe they are. I like to think they are, but maybe they aren't. Who knows? But in my head, I think they might be. And that helps me and uh, makes me want to keep working out. So anyways, I'm back to the gym and I'm really happy. Um, I wanted to share this, um, message that I got yesterday and I told her that I would share it. She said it was okay to share her name. Her name is Alexia Weller. And she wrote this message to me. She'd written something else to me before. I know she's studying to be a nurse. And so this is the message that I got from her yesterday and it really touched me and it made me a little choked up. And I, I'll try not to get choked up while I read this. I think I'll be okay. But I just wanted you guys to see um, why I do what I do. And, you know, this is seven years into this advocacy of sharing my story and just talking about HIV. And hearing stuff like this is, is uh, super, again, motivating and keeps me doing what I do. Okay. Following up with my previous messages as a night shift acute care nurse, I had a patient that was HIV positive that had in, in big letters, she writes, no idea that undetectable equaled untransmittable and that a pill a day can also make her undetectable. My coworkers hated caring for her and called her non-compliant when really she was simply not educated properly. She told me when she was diagnosed eight years ago, she took the pill and became undetectable, and she genuinely thought that meant she was cured. So she came to us with a viral load through the roof and a very low CD4 count, as well as pulmonary issues, etc. We sat together for a long time, and we repeated, a pill a day for life keeps the HIV away. But I thought of you in that moment and how my own fears years ago brought me to your page and how I'm using your education to guide my own nursing practice now. I want you to know that indirectly you changed this woman's life. You're amazing and I appreciate what you do. The amount of HIV patients I get that don't know about U equals U is astounding and I'm proud to carry on that message that's to your online education. That's to your online education. Then she put a heart. So because she followed me, that made her more educated on the topic and as she said it indirectly helped this woman. And that makes me very happy. Very, very happy. So, um, thank you, Alexia, for sharing that with me. And, um, you know, yes, you equals you undetectable equals untransmittable. Somebody with HIV, um, is on treatment and they're taking their medication as prescribed. It's usually just a pill a day. Um, we become undetectable and it doesn't take long and we stay undetectable. Oh my gosh. My alarm just went off and cut off my recording. Now I'm going to have to do this in two parts on um, YouTube. That's always, that just means I have to use my editing software and everything takes way longer. So the YouTube will take longer to get out. Um, okay. Um, let's see. So my last podcast I did was about the man that I had met from the Czech Republic, not Czechoslovakia. It hasn't been called that for a long time, but somebody told me it's okay. Everybody still gets that wrong, but it's, it's called the Czech Republic now. 
Um, and what I wanted to say about him was a few things. It's funny, my friend Ingrid, when she saw, I'd posted some pictures of him on my close friend's story, and she said, I know who that is. She goes, that's Jean-Paul Gaultier's muse. She goes, I'm positive. She's like, it is. Well, I guess Jean-Paul Gaultier has had lots of muses, but anyways, this person that I had met was definitely one of them. And I was able to go back and find pictures of him on the runway um, and some beautiful photos of him that were taken back when he was, you know, in his probably like early 20s, um, when he was definitely modeling for Gautier. Gautier? Gautier. I'm probably still saying that wrong. Um, so yeah, and I do remember him talking about him also, but that wasn't like, we didn't talk about modeling. Like that wasn't like, um, the, we were just talking about him living in Chicago and like what, you know, him going back to the Czech Republic at some point. I mean, there was some interest on my part and like, um, this woman that he dated. So there was a woman from a reality show in the Czech Republic, but this all happened a long time ago, apparently. So somebody wrote to me who listens to the podcast and she said, I figured out who you met. She's like, I know who he is. She's like, if he comes across as saying he's a big deal, she's like, he is not. He was basically known for dating this girl who was popular back in like 2016, I think, or maybe even 2010. I can't remember what the dates were, but she'd been on a popular reality. I think it was like a big brother. She was well-known. I think her dad's like well-known in the Czech Republic. And so she was well-known because of her dad. That's sort of what I remember him telling me. But anyways, he dated her and it was public. And, you know, they were like in the, all the gossip magazines and stuff. But she said, if he told you that he was really, really well-known, he's not. But I know that he was on condom ads like his face is the face and he does have this really amazing beautiful I it's just it's like this perfect nose very um the cheekbones and the the jawline are unreal he just has a, an amazingly beautiful face um almost like he could like I said like he can pull off a villain in a way but he's still beautiful um but anyways she just said that he is not all that. And if he led you to believe that he was this big famous guy, he's not. But I do know that he, I know he did, he did, he did model for Jean-Paul Gaultier. So that's, I mean, that in itself, I think is kind of a big deal. But anyways, um, he has had a baby. I, f I found his new Instagram and he looks very happy with his um, baby mama. I don't believe they're married yet. Um, and I, one thing I wanted to say is that I know he had this, you know, HIV anxiety, and, it, you know, we met, the whole thing was kind of a disaster that weekend. I went home and we talked after and decided we would still be friends. But it really did fade away, especially when he FaceTimed me that night and was smoking his vape and was like kind of dancing into the camera and like getting like real sexy towards me. And then I asked him the next day, like, why did you do that? Why are you doing that? It's like you're teasing me. And then that was it. We stopped talking after that. Well, a year to the day that he thought he contracted HIV from a woman, which would have been in March. And you know, he's tested negative, even at six months, he still didn't believe it. Because because he had gotten very sick two weeks after he had had sex with this woman. So he was convinced he had HIV, and it just wasn't showing up. So he contacts me a year after his this night with this woman, this date with this woman, which had been like somewhere in March of 2021. So he contacts me, sends me a message in March of 2022 and says, Jenny, I want to tell you, I tested one final test at the one year point, And I'm so glad to tell you that it's negative. And you know, that like irritated the shit out of me because I'm like, dude, I don't even like what you waited. You like, I, I told you a million times you were negative at four to six weeks. Like, I don't like, so to me, to know that he still held on to this possibility until it was a one year mark is redonkulous. These tests are so accurate and sensitive. This is not the eighties anymore. So him, you know, sending me that message, I was like, I know, I mean, even said, you know, dude, I told you like, of course you're negative. Like, I don't know. Like it drives me crazy that people are, um, 
they don't hear what I tell them. So he didn't listen. I mean, he did, but he didn't. He didn't want to believe that I knew what I was talking about, I think is what it was. I don't know. Or people just have this thing where they just can't believe because they have symptoms that seemed, you know, suspicious. And um, he probably had COVID. I don't know. Maybe it didn't show up on a test. Who knows? Said it was the sickest he ever was, but definitely wasn't HIV, as I told him. So, um, and the one thing that I forgot to say is that when I was there, his, what he kept telling me, which is just a bunch of bull, it was just because I think he wasn't as attracted to me in person as he thought he might have been. I mean, yeah, I'm 22 years older than him. So, of course, like, there's a big, big age difference. He, the girl that he's with is probably a little bit younger than him. She's real cute. So, yeah, he probably didn't want an older woman, even though he dated older women before. But um, he kept telling me, I want to hang out with you this weekend, Jenny. And then when you go home, I want to see how I feel and see if I miss you. I, th I need that to be like the barometer. And I kept thinking, I look, hey, you either like me or you don't. I'm here right now in front of you. I'm like, here I am. If you, if you either like me or you don't, you know, that was, so I, that's what I would say. I forgot to mention that in the other podcast that I had to like, kind of realize that this wasn't going to happen the way I thought it would because, and that's why I had to leave. I couldn't stay one more night. Cause I was just, I mean, I only left one night early, but I basically, um, felt like it, he, he definitely wasn't going to change his mind. <laughs> he definitely kept saying, yeah, nothing's going to happen. I want to see if I miss you. And then, you know, if I do, then I'll come out there and we'll see what's up. And I'm like, yeah, don't, that was all just, I feel a lie to get through the weekend so that he didn't have to make me feel bad, but it was giving me false hope. And I really, in my mind, I thought, no, he, he doesn't want me. I'm right here in front of him. If you can't like figure this out right here, right now, then he is not interested, interested in me. And, um, so yeah, anyways. Okay. So I have a dating story. Um, I'm, I did, and by the way, I'm off hinge. I got off hinge a week ago and I got off Tinder tonight because I'm just done. I'm like going back to work, um, Thursday, I'm going back in two days to like a meeting and then I have another meeting Friday and then school starts on Tuesday, next Tuesday. Um, but anyways, I just kind of, I'm burnt. I'm burnt on all the young guys. I'm burnt on them asking me what my kinks are. I'm burnt on guys thinking that slapping a woman, choking her and pulling her hair are things that a woman wants. I just, so I'm so over young guys and their addiction with porn and just not having an interest in, uh, me any more than asking me what my kinks are. I, you know, I don't have kinks. I'm sorry. I don't come with kinks, but I'm really, I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I, and I, you know, I, I know I always say I don't want a relationship or anything. I just want to have fun and stuff like that. And for the most part, I, that's true. But sometimes I get really tired of guys not even asking me anything about myself. Like they don't, they're all so bad at it. I really, that's, that's my barometer. Once a man is able to like have some interest in me and ask me some questions about myself, like genuinely wanting to get to know me, then I'll know maybe this is like a good match. But until then, anybody who is like not asking me anything about myself, that's a huge red flag. And I feel like that is literally 99.9% .9 of the guys I talk to. So, um, <clears throat> okay. So I meet this guy and I have to say this guy actually did ask questions about me. <laughs> um, he was 33, I believe. Um, had a new, a nine month old baby. The story from him was that he had met, or no, he had been dating. I don't even know how long they've been dating. Anyways, they had a baby. They were, I don't believe they got married. I, I honestly can't even remember what he said, but they were living in the same house. They broke up right before the baby was born. That seems a little sus, but um, instead of moving out, he wanted to be in the house and help raise the baby for the first ironically, it's his son's name is Owen. Like, I mean, are you kidding me? So he wanted to help raise Owen for like at least the first year and be in the same household so that they can be really hands-on with the baby, which I think is like a good plan. And if you get along enough to live in the same household, even though you're not together, 
then hey, I think like, why not do that? But apparently things weren't working out. And, you know, I, I didn't know any of this before I actually met him in person. But so far, we've had like conversations leading up to us meeting and we were going to go play pool. I canceled that plan because I just wanted to go for a walk. And then it ended up being sort of a foggy day. So I said, why don't we just go ahead and play pool? So he was coming in from work from the San Jose area. And so we met at this pool hall that apparently he likes to go to. And by the way, I have, I had somehow I had mentioned something to him about just maybe something he said or did. And I said, Oh, that's such a nice change from the typical behavior I get from guys. And, and so I think he took that as an opportunity to like really lay it on thick because he thinks like I get mistreated all the time by guys online, which I mean, most women are being mistreated like you know, psychologically, but I, um, he, I think he thought that he could really use that little piece of information and really reel me, reel me in. So, and I'll explain why, but it just, it's annoying. Cause I think like that's where his mindset was that he had me just wrapped around his little finger by things he was saying. So he kept texting me like in the morning, this is prior to meeting. I'm like, good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing? Beautiful. You know, like I was like, I mean, it was nice, but like we haven't met yet. And I don't know for sure that I am like completely attracted to him. I know he was like six, one blonde. Um, but really you can't really tell unless you see somebody in person. It really does take like seeing them. You got to see the whole picture. You can't just go by the pictures. Um, I can't even remember what his pictures were offhand, honestly, because this was like, this was, I think this might've been before the last podcast. I'm pretty sure it's been over a month. So we meet at the pool hall and I see his truck pull up and, um, yeah, he'd made several suggestions, flirtatious suggestions. And I kind of don't really, I don't, I don't, play into that game yet because I mean, until you meet somebody, you shouldn't flirt too much because you know, you don't want it. You don't want to feel stupid when you see them in person and you're like, Oh shit, they shouldn't have been saying all that because they're not really my type. So we meet up in the parking lot first and we walk in together, gave him a hug and I'm, you know, he's, he's fit. He's tall. He's slender. Like he's, um, he's a slender tall guy, I guess, you know, maybe he was six, no, he's six, one, six, two, maybe. I know he was a little bit taller than me. I didn't feel like we were the same height. He was a smidge taller, like a good inch and a half, two inches. So we go in, we play pool. He's very flirtatious during pool. Like he's walking by me and, um, oh, and he had said when I changed the plans for pool and just said we could go for a walk, he mentioned something about how bummed he was that he wasn't going to get to have that moment where he would show me how to like hold the pool cue correctly, you know, like the whole shot, like coming up behind me and putting his arms around me. And he wrote it out a certain way. And I was just like, Oh my God, cheesy. And I even said to him, dude, that's so cheesy. Like, um, you're like, like he's literally reciting the whole ghost episode, you know, from Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. It's like, Oh my God. Like if you have to tell me that that was what you were planning on doing, then it just takes all of the fun away from it. You know, like, don't tell me that you were planning on doing that. Like just, uh, he's so young, so young. So anyways, that was another reason why I wanted to avoid the pool hall. Cause I had a feeling he had some of these things up his sleeve and I didn't want to deal with it. So, because I didn't know how I'd feel, but anyways, like I said, it was foggy that day. So I ended up saying yes to the pool hall. So we go there. It turns out he plays pool all the time. So it's like his thing. And he goes to this place. It's called fast Eddie's, I think <clears throat> in Capitola. And so Um, we're playing pool. I haven't played in a long time, but it's all kind of coming back to me. I used to play like in high school at my cousin's house, um, during the summer. So I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of sort of remember how to play. I mean, I'm not the best at like hitting the ball real hard and, you know, but I'm not really good at getting it in the pocket either. I do. Okay. But, um, I can, I can handle myself. But anyways, like when he would walk by me, he'd take the edge of his thumb, like the backside of his thumb and like rub it by like the side of my leg. Or as he'd walk by, he'd brush his fingers over the back part of my like tush, you know? And it was like a little, I was like, it was a little too much too soon because he felt so comfortable. Like he was very confident and, 
in a way where I think he wanted me to think that he was really Rico Suave and it was not having the right effect on me or it was that time of the month where I just really re I'm repulsed by men and that was probably it also because I'm kind of in that part of my cycle right now where I am repulsed by men and so it and it was it was that time basically and so I, I wasn't, I was like, Ugh. and then, so I sat down at one point and he, we were having a lot of conversation. I have to say a lot of conversation. He was good at that. I will say that he did ask me lots of questions. He was curious. He wasn't, um, yeah, he wasn't, um, cause I just talked, there's somebody else I've been talking to recently. Who's like completely a debater and thinks they're right with everything that comes up with every topic. He thinks he's right about everything. And it's so annoying, but this guy wasn't like that. He was actually really easy to talk to. At one point I sat against this bench. That's like a step up and he walked up, he saunters up to me and he puts his thumbs on my knees on either side. And he's like, what? Like he almost has his crotch right up to my knees. And I'm like, you know, he's like, he's like in my face, you know? And I'm like, I didn't know if he was going to try to kiss me or what. And, um, I just, he, he said something like, I don't make you nervous, do I? Or like he's, he, he wants to come across that he has all this experience and knowing that I'm much older than him, like 20 years older, he thinks I'm 48 though. Um, he wants to try to show me how confident he is and how he can, you know, manage an older woman and show me, you know, the right way or whatever. But if anything, it was just it was backfiring in my head because it was just too much and it was not turning me on. It was really turning me off. So we play like three rounds of pool. And then he says to me, what do you think about uh, me coming over to your place and taking a shower? And, you know, we can see what happens after that. And I said, no, no. And he goes, really? I said, no. So this was his plan all along. He knew that my son was going to be at work and he just assumed that I would invite him over, have him take a shower, and then we just bone down. Like, I'm like, no, I don't think so. And I am like, the the fact that he had this whole plan in his head totally turned me off. I was really actually completely grossed out by it. I was like, you're not coming to my house. Like, I don't even know you. I need more time and whatever. So we go out to the cars and I'm basically telling him this isn't going to happen. Like, you're not going to come over. And I no, like it's not. And he kept he was so surprised. He was like, really? I'm like, yeah, no. So um, by the way, he didn't even get us a drink. Like, I don't mean like an alcoholic beverage, not even a water at the pool hall. And they have a whole bar there. I just thought that was like, are you kidding? You just paid for literally $10 of pool for like an hour and a half. Like that's, that's all he paid. And he is, he repairs and replaces, um, sewer lines in San Jose. Like he has a very well paying job and he's in a union and everything. And like, you know, he has the money, he has a company car, company truck. Like he could have bought us a drink like that to me was really tacky. Like, I come out there to play pool with you and I don't even get a drink. And you think I'm going to tell you, you can come back to my house and have sex with me and use my shower too. No. So anyways, we go to the parking lot. He comes saunters over to my car and he kind of like has me up against my car and he leans in for a kiss. And I decide to like, just see how the kiss feels. So we're kissing and I, I don't know. I'm just, he's, you know, he goes, you sure? You sure? Like, is you sure? And he's like talking right into my face. You sure you don't want me to come over? I could, you know, I could make you feel really good. You'll be like really, really like happy that you let me come over. I promise I'll, I'll spend lots of time on you. And I'm like, ew, everything he's saying is totally grossing me out. I'm like, and, and in my head, I'm just like, I'm grossed out, but I'm smiling in his face going, no, I know. No, I'm sorry. It's no, it's not going to happen. And at one point I put my sweatshirt like over our heads while we were kissing. Cause it's five in the afternoon, sunny out in Capitola. And I'm in a parking lot making out with some 33 year old guy, 34, 30. I don't remember how old he was, something like that. Um, and I didn't want anyone to see me. It was like kind of embarrassing. So I finally, you know, I say, okay, bye, goodbye, we're going to go. And that's the end of it, right? And I'm just like, oh, thank God I got away. I'm not interested in this guy. 
So a couple days go by. He keeps hitting me up with the, you know, how are you gorgeous? How is your sleep? Would really love to see you again. Let's plan on seeing each other. And I'm just trying to like put the brakes, excuse me, put the brakes on because I don't know how I feel. And, um, well, I really don't feel like I'm into him, but the thing is, is that he's totally into me. So there's like something to, you know, to be said with that. And so, um, to be said, there's something to say about that. So I think, you know what, I, I need to see him one more time just to make sure that he's not the one for me, or maybe I need to give him another try because he really, he is attentive. He's nice. And he, he likes me a lot. Like he's totally into me. So like, maybe I shouldn't just let this one go. You know, he's been polite, you know, even though he's like Mr. Rico Suave, but for the most part, he's been polite. So I know that he's got soccer practice on a Thursday evening in Santa Cruz. And my son had football practice Thursday evening. So I decide to drop off Owen and run to Santa Cruz to watch him play soccer or soccer practice. Maybe I think he might've even had a game. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they're probably going to have a practice game. So anyways, I know where he practices. Um, it's at Santa Cruz high. And I thought what I'll do is they have a big like Ivy wall. I'll just park and I'll just peek through the Ivy wall. He'll have no idea I'm there. And maybe there's something I'll see in the way that he plays that I'll be like, yes, this is he is hot. There's something about him that I just missed the first time, but I, I wanted to at least give it one more shot before I completely decided no. So I get to Santa Cruz and I have a very small window of time before Owen's done with practice. And by the time this guy's practice starts, like within 30 minutes, I think his thing started at seven and Owen's practice ends at seven 30 and I needed to be like on the road by like seven 15 basically. So I had like 15 minutes that I could possibly watch him. So I get to the school and I don't see his white truck anywhere. And there's only like a very limited area where he might park. So I decide to park because I'm just like, well, maybe I just, his, he's parked on the other side of the school and he walked down or something. I just don't see his truck. So I look to my left and his truck pulls up to the area where my car is. And he flips a bitch like right by my car. And he is literally one car from my car. We're parked in diagonals. So there's me, another car, and then his truck, but he backed his truck in. So I am dying. I'm like, oh my God. And so I, what do I do? I recline my chair right away and I'm laying back in my chair going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like it's broad daylight out. I don't have tinted windows. He's going to walk right by my car and see me. And obviously he's going to be super excited that I'm there and I didn't want him to know that I was there because I'm like just doing this all in the DL because I just want to see how I feel when I watch him play. Um, and so I, I do about, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe even a minute of just sweating it out, leaned back in my driver's side chair thinking, you know, maybe he'll just pass by and he won't see me laying there. I, I don't know. And then I take a sweatshirt and I cover my head with a sweatshirt. But now I realize I can't really even peek to see if he's walked by it. So I look up, I keep looking over. He's got, he's got four doors on his truck. He's got all the doors open and he's like busy getting himself ready for soccer. So he's getting out of his work clothes. He's getting into a soccer clothes. It's taken him much longer than I thought. So I'm thinking, you know what? I'm just going to say, I, I've been caught basically. I think I'm just going to get, you know, he's going to, he's going to walk by, he's going to see me. So I think I'm just going to hop out of my car and just suck it up and say, you know what? I thought I'd come and watch you for a second. I wanted to surprise you or whatever. And so I open my door and as I go to step out of my driver's side door and take a step towards his truck, he comes from his, the side of his truck that's closest to me still does has no idea that I'm parked one car away from him. And he walks towards the front of his car. So he gets his back to me and he's walking to the other side of his car. So he's walking basically away from me for a second. I get one really good visual of him walking and it was over for me in that split second. He, he walks with his toes out and I don't think I really zoned in on that but it was such a big giant ick for me. I jumped back in my car and I literally threw myself into my back seat. I slithered through my two front seats, 
threw my sweatshirt over myself and laid down in my back seat. I couldn't even grab my phone. I had, my phone was up by where my feet would be in the driver's side, so I couldn't reach up to get it because I was afraid he would walk by the front of my car and see this person with a sweatshirt over their head, like fumbling around through the, th you know, from the back seat through the front seats to get something. So I was too afraid to make that move. So I just laid in the back and waited for him to pass. It took him like another four minutes at, or at least of like getting himself ready and finally locking his truck up and walking away. And he did walk by the front of my car not even 30 seconds after he walks by the front of my car, he I get a text message from him. I can see him walking away from my car and a text comes through on my phone. It wasn't that he saw me. It was just him replying to my one hour message prior to that saying, I don't even remember what it was. It was just some like, just, I don't know. Like he was just saying, just got to practice. Hope your son has a good practice, something like that. And I was like, I can't believe like I literally watched him walking and texting on his phone, but that was to me and he had no idea that he just passed my car with me in it. So I am so relieved to see him walk away. He does get on the field, but I see him just sitting there. He's like talking to the guys on his team and he's just kind of sitting on the sidelines. I never saw him play. Oh, and he was wearing these black pants that look like stirrup pants that women used to wear in the 80s and the 90s where the, the stirrup goes, you know, underneath your foot. So it makes the legs look real straight. And I, I in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get to see him in soccer shorts. I'm going to get to see his maybe muscular legs, but he's tall and thin. So I didn't think they were going to be that muscular or that he would have tight fitting running pants on and I'd see some shape. You know, I thought there was going to be something that I would see that would be extra sexy with the soccer uniform or whatever. These pants were not it for me. They were, like I said, they were straight down. They made him look like a stick. There was all the shape that he may have had in his legs wasn't coming through at all because the pants were so stick straight. I was like, no, nope, nope, big no. So relieved to drive away from there and make it out without him uh, knowing that I was there. So yeah, I, I think he may have texted me a couple of times after that. And then I, I did it. I did it. I didn't explain to him anything. I just, I just stopped responding and I feel really bad for doing that. I don't like when people ghost me, but you know, people have, um, you know, a change of heart and you can't do anything about it. You got to just let it go. And I've, you know, it's happened to me enough too, but that's what I ended up doing. And I thought he really must have got it because he asked me one night, like, Hey, beautiful, what are you up to or whatever? And I didn't respond. So I thought he's going to know he gets it. I had also unmatched him on hinge. I think it was hinge that we had matched on. So I'm like, this guy is totally going to know now. I, and I always feel bad when I do the unmatch on hinge or Tinder or whatever, because I feel like it's ripping a bandaid off. Um, especially when it's somebody that I've met and you know, it's a situation like this. Like, I don't really know how to tell him, like, I'm not interested. Um, because he was so certain that he had me, he was really certain that it was just a matter of time and that I would have him over and that we would hook up. But, um, honestly, I wasn't that attracted to him. I think his ears stuck out a little bit too. And I just, oh, and he had an underbite. He had a bit of a, um, Woody Harrelson kind of underbite. That's like almost like Popeye. And it was, it was there. I mean, I could see it even when he smiled in his, um, in his, inst or his, uh, Tinder photos. Yeah, I think it was Tinder. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of an underbite, you know, and I could see it. It was, you know, I don't know if when he bit down his bottom teeth came in front of his front teeth, maybe slightly. I'm not, I'm not sure, but definitely the bottom jaw was a bit more forward than the top. And that was also just something that I, it's, it's like the uncanny Valley. It's the, those little slight, slight things. I mean, I know with uncanny Valley, it's supposed to be non-human versus human, but it's those little tiny things that you notice on people that you just can't not see. And they're, for whatever reason, you're not attracted to them. And they, they might, might be very slight, but you still, I don't know, it's just not your thing. So yeah, I, did, I just wasn't attracted to him in general. And so yeah, he wrote to me like three days after the first ghost. And I thought like he really got it, but he wrote again. And when I saw his name come up, I was like, oh my God. And his name's Ben, which is my cat's name, Benny. So it's like, I thought I would really 
you know, I don't know. And our son's named Owen. Both of our sons are Owen. So I'm thinking that's kind of, those are two cute coincidences, but it, (laughs) it did not make me like him. Um, but anyways, the, uh, the other text came in and I had to just not respond and I haven't heard anything since. And, you know, I'm sure it sucks for him and he won't even know why. And I don't really want to explain, you know, it's because you walk like a penguin for one thing. I just could not handle the toes going outward. And I remembered him walking up to me from his truck to my car when we were leaving and him approaching me and kind of having my feet in between his feet and his feet were sticking outward. I don't, it just... I don't like that. It just bothered me. So, um, but in that moment, I hadn't realized it. It wasn't until I saw him walking in the parking lot, uh, you know, and I saw the backside of him and realized that was something that I'd seen the first time, but didn't nail it until I saw it the second time. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, so anyways, yeah, that was, uh, another Tinder fail (laughs) and I'm getting really tired of Tinder fails and just ready to let them all go. We'll see. I'm working at a new school this year. Who knows what kind of opportunities could come up. Not that I want to date a teacher because probably wouldn't even be any available. It's mostly all women wherever you work, but you never know. Maybe somebody knows somebody or you get invited to a party or you you just never know who, who you might come across by working with new people. So I'm sort of looking forward to any new opportunities that way. Um, And that's it for right now. I have a very amazing story to share next time. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. If you watch my Instagram story and you're on my close friend's story, you know what I did last Friday night. Um, I saw a band or a a group called STS9 at UCSC with... um, I don't want to say too much about the man I saw it with. I'll, I'll wait till the next podcast, but... Um, let's just say I did, um, an illegal drug that's been around for a really long time that I've never tried before. And I did it. I did it. I want to tell all about the experience cause it was pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it was incredible. Okay guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I will try to be back soon. I like, again, I said school's going to be starting in about a week. So, um, yeah, give me some time, but, um, always let me know if you're ready to hear more. It's motivating to me. All right, guys, I love you all. Thank you for listening. Night, night. Bye-bye for now. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.